When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 49 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch and uh, I'm here today to obviously talk about those Pittsburgh Pirates and tonight's game was pretty terrible. Um, We'll get to that in a second. The Pirates played against the Cubs in a three-game series. Um, In the first game, the Pirates were able to win. It was a pretty fun game, a fun comeback game. The Pirates won 8-6. They were up 3-0, and then they were down 6-3, and then they were able to come back. Uh, That that was a Mitch Keller bad game. Mitch Keller, we've kind of been talking about it lately a little bit. It seems like he's been getting better. But in the first game of the series, Mitch Keller was pretty terrible. Four innings pitched, gave up six earned runs on nine hits. Um, Just let me see here. Two strikeouts, three walks. Not Mitch Keller's best game. And the way it's looking now, that's probably going to be his last uh, game of the season. So his season ERA more than likely is going to end at 6.27. Not great for Mitch Keller. We're going to need a lot more from him next season. And if he wants to be a part of this team's future, he's going to need a lot more from himself as well. Offensively that game though, Colin Moran hit a three run shot in the first inning. That was great. Hoy Park actually tied the game in the sixth inning. The Pirates were down six to four at that point. Hoy Park hit a two-run triple to tie the game at six. And then following that, Michael Chavis in his first at-bat since returning from the IL hit the go-ahead single. And then, of course, in the seventh, Colin Moran hit a single to give the Pirates an 8-6 lead. The Pirates won that game. At that point, we were thinking, you know, perhaps the Pirates can win their fourth straight home series, win game two, perhaps. That was not the case. Uh, Game two, though, game two was exciting for a totally different reason. Rowanzi Contreras made his Pirates debut, his major league debut, in game two of this series Um, going into it, we kind of expected, you know, he's not going to pitch for very long. It's going to be a pretty short start. He's just coming back from injury. The start was basically a chance for him to get his feet a little wet and uh, get some major league action. Even if it's just one start, he was actually sent back down today to uh, the minors for Tanner Anderson, who pitched uh, in tonight's game. We'll get to that in a second, like I said. But Rowanzi Contreras, he looked he looked legit. He really did. Three innings pitched, gave up just three hits, struck out four. 
that was impressive to me. Walked just one. Um, watching him, the fastball, lively as hell. 96, touched 98 at times, sat in the mid to high 90s. Uh, looked really good. His slider looked really good. He got some strikeouts on the slider. Tossed in a few change-ups, I believe, in, in like the high 80s to low 90s. He looked really good, though. He looked comfortable through strikes of his 46 pitches. 29 were strikes. Um, so it... It was a nice it was a nice game for him. It was nice to see it. Moving forward next season, I would assume that he starts the year in AAA because he only had one AAA start before getting called up to the big leagues, but um he'll probably start the season in AAA and you would hope that by June, the classic month of June, got to manipulate service time. Although we'll see what happens with the CBA service time all together but assuming the roster rules are the same we would assume that Rowanzi Contreras starts the season in AAA and is eventually called up in June and um you know starts his career then basically for the Pirates but last night Wednesday night he he looked really good and it was it was really cool to see like I said, the fastball, lively. He has a nice, short, compact uh, windup. And he's not that big of a guy, honestly. He's only six foot tall, 175 pounds, only 21 years old. Um, youngest pirate to pitch, I think, start since Sean Burnett in like 2002 or something like that, I th thought I saw. But yeah, six foot. 175 pounds. He still he still has some uh, filling out to do. So the fact that he's sitting at 96 now and has all season long, 96 to 98, I'm not saying that he's going to gain velocity, but as he gets older and matures, he'll be able to maintain said velocity as he, uh, as he moves forward and goes deeper into games and all of that. But uh, Contreras... Definitely impressive, and it was definitely fun to get a peek into the future in that Wednesday game. After Contreras, though, um, you know, the Pirates, they ended up losing the game. Sam Howard came in two innings, gave up a run. Uh, actually, the Pirates had a chance to win this game, and they probably should have won this game. Um, in the top of the fifth, they were down one nothing. In the bottom of the sixth, Brian Reynolds, who had two triples in that game. When's the last time you heard of any player get two triples in one game? Tripled in the sixth, eventually scored um, via a Kevin Newman sack fly. Uh, Reynolds actually tripled in Yoshi, and then Newman sack flied Reynolds in to make the score two to one in the bottom of the sixth. But in the top of the seventh, Jason Shreve came in, gave up. Um, Gave up a double and then eventually walked. Basically, Shreve, he he had two outs in the inning, all right? There was two outs, men on first and third. Um, and then, basically, Derek Shelton decided it was a good idea to bring in Nick Mears, who eventually gave up a double to Wilson Contreras. 
Cubs took a three to two lead. Shreve was uh, charged with the two runs. Mears, it took him 20 pitches to get one out. That's all you really need to know about Nick Mears. Gave up a hit, gave up a walk. 20 pitches, one out. That's all he could get. And uh, yeah, Pirates lost three to two. They should have won that game probably, but they were not able to pull that out because the bullpen. Ever since the trade deadline, the bullpen has just been absolutely dreadful, and uh, we saw more of that in this series. So that brings us to the Thursday night game, the the game that I just watched. Uh, this was one of the more lifeless ball games that I've watched of the Pirates in in a while i mean they did get destroyed by the phillies 13 to 1 the other or sorry not the phillies the reds 13 to 1 the other night so i mean you could probably put that up there as well but yeah the pirates lost nine nothing going into it i was pretty excited to watch miguel yahure come up and pitch um i'm not you know i'm not I'm not down on him quite yet, but Yahure was just flat-out terrible in this one. First pitch of the game gave up an absolute bomb to Rafael Ortega. That pretty much set the tone for the whole game. He was able to get out of that inning with just one run given up. But in the second inning, gave up six runs. Uh, He gave up a two-run shot to Alicantra. I forget his first name. What is it here? Sergio Alicantra crushed a two-run shot off of him, made it 3 nothing, and then from there, everything just pretty much unraveled. Um, like I said, he gave up six runs that inning. Rafael Ortega stole home in the second inning, so um, Alex Stumpf had the funny stat of when's the last time. He said, it's only the second inning. And Rafael Ortega has both homered on the first pitch of the game and stole home. When's the last time you've ever seen that happen? So (laughs) that was pretty funny. Um, But, yeah, just pretty much Yahure got crushed. The thing about Yahure is I like his demeanor, and I think he has a future of being perhaps a fourth or fifth starter. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a nice pitcher in, in terms of going up there with confidence and pumping in strikes and not being afraid and all that stuff that pretty much you don't get from Mitch Keller. He, he goes in there and he's, he's gonna, he's gonna pump in strikes, basically what I said. But the thing with him is his fastball sits from 89 to about 92. So the fastball gets crushed often. Uh, his curveball is really nice, though. I I would honestly, going going into next season, I would assume that Yahure will probably start the season in the Pirates rotation. At least I would hope so. Maybe maybe he starts in AAA for a little while, but I I'd like to see Yahure be one of those guys that throws his fastball. I mean, not fastball. Sorry, his uh, curveball about. 50% of the time. He does not need to use his fastball much. It's not very good. It's not deceiving. Uh, it seems pretty flat. It's not, it doesn't really have two-seam action or cutting action, although he does, believe I believe, throw like 
a little cutter, which is kind of 86 to 89 range, but the fastball gets crushed. That's, that's basically all you need to know. And it got crushed tonight and, uh, he needs to use the curveball more, but, um, tough night for him seven earned runs over two innings it just was not good at all tanner anderson though came in and he was pretty nice he pitched for the first time in the majors since 2019 and he did a really nice job of mopping up a game that was already over but shout out to him five innings pitched he only gave up two earned runs so if he was the starter that wouldn't be a bad line but he came in as a long reliever only struck out one, pretty much pitched a contact, probably got a little lucky at times to be able to only give up two runs. Only five hits, though. He was fine. And then uh, to end the game, Eniel De Los Santos and Shelby Miller, once again, mopping up each through scoreless innings. So good for them. Offensively, Pirates were pretty much non-existent. Six hits, none of which were extra base hits. Nobody had a multiple-hit game. My guy, Yoshi Satsugo, struggled, struck out three times in four at-bats. Just This was pretty much just a lifeless game from the Pirates, and they uh, they looked really bad. They really did. So that, that overall, series-wise, overall, it was nice that the Pirates were able to take one, but a pretty disappointing series because in the second and third games, they could have won the second game. They probably should have won the second game. They let that one kind of slip through their fingers. And then in the third game, they just got total, totally obliterated. And uh, that was uh, pretty depressing in itself. Moving forward, though, the Pirates have one final series of the year. And sadly, this series means pretty much nothing for both teams. The Pirates lost their 100th game of the season. They're now 59 and 100, and they will be playing the Cincinnati Reds, who are eliminated from playoff contention. They were fighting there for a while, but they they kind of flamed out here at the end. They're 82 and 77, and the Cardinals, who have won 18 out of 19 games, they're 89 and 70. They clinched the second wild card spot, and it's looking like they're going to play the Dodgers because the Dodgers are two games behind the Giants. There's only one series left. Um, let me just double check here to make sure they don't play each other. They don't play each other. Yep, nope. Dodgers, Brewers, and then the Giants and Padres. Padres, another team. The Padres gave me 2012 Pirates vibes because it looked like all season long they were going to make the playoffs for the first time in a while, and then the plane crashed. And uh, they totally just collapsed. And they're 78 and 80, but that's besides the point. Going into the last series of the year, we got Pirates at Reds. And looking at the pitching matchups, Tomorrow night or today, depending on when you're listening, we have Will Crow, four and eight, five seventy-seven ERA ugh, against Luis Castillo, who Castillo is really good, but he's had a really disappointing season by his standards. Eight and sixteen, four oh five ERA, not great. In that game, I'll give the advantage to the Reds, though. 
by by a pretty wide margin. Saturday we got Max Cranick, two and three, six twenty-three ERA, and he will go against Tyler Malley, who has had a nice season, thirteen and six, three fifty-four ERA advantage. Reds on that one in the final game, the final game of the year for the Pirates. The Pirates will be going against Riever. San Martin. San Martin pitched one game this season. Yes, one game this season is a one game only. Um, yep, one game this season, and it was against the Pirates, and it was last week, or no, it was Monday, I believe, in the the makeup game. He uh he was good. Five and two thirds, only gave up one run he got the win in that one and it's going to be undecided for the Pirates Sunday so stay tuned who's going to pitch the final game of the season it could be Mitch Keller um but I'm not sure at this moment it might just be a bullpen game heck they might give me a call to uh see if I can throw an inning but we'll see and um following that series monday i believe we'll be back and jake should be back with me then but we're gonna we're gonna kind of do the the big shebang the season finale basically the awards we might give out some superlatives for example this could be a good superlative which pirate made you the most depressed in the 2021 season there's many candidates for that one but uh stuff like that we're gonna go over that we're gonna talk about the season as a whole and then an episode after that we'll probably look forward what what do we think is gonna happen maybe this off season and whatnot and then honestly the for the playoffs we might just turn this into a playoffs podcast and not really talk about the pirates all that much maybe we'll talk about former pirates that are doing well in the playoffs because we all know that there's a ton of those too so uh a lot a lot of exciting things but yeah our next episode this is episode 49 the next episode will be episode 50 the big 5-0 that'll be fun but uh for now we'll end it here i'm nathan hirsch follow me on twitter at nathan underscore hirsch that's H-U-R-S-H. And, of course, follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter as well, at Bucks Dugout, SB Nations, of course, Bucks Dugout. Like I said, we'll be back. Pirates lost tonight 9 nothing. They lost two out of three against the Cubs in this series. They have 100 losses, but over 58.5 wins they reached that mark so we're happy about that and uh if i had to make a prediction for the red series i will say that somehow some way we squeak out one win to get that beautiful even 60 number and uh we'll be getting ready to get that fourth pick of the draft i believe fourth overall pick in next year's amateur draft that'll be nice as well but that's it for me everyone have a great rest of your night great rest of your day thanks for listening as always and peace